0: Welcome to Travelling Inside Out. This is Alina, your host. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome back to the podcast that explores the world um, inside and out. And thank you for joining in these very crazy, crazy times. I want to say to the people who are just listening to my podcast and they do not follow me on social media, first and foremost, why? And secondly, I am also live at the moment on Facebook. No, I'm not on Facebook. That's the whole point. I'm on Instagram. (laughs) Um, So if you're going to hear something different in today's episode, it's only because I'm at the same time recording live on Instagram. So uh, bear with me. Probably I'm gonna do some edits this episode if I'm gonna, you know, talk about <laughs> random stuff that appear on my Insta. But if not, then um, enjoy this episode. And please, 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 please rate it on iTunes. That would mean a lot for me. Today's episode is going to continue the um, uh, conversation about moving abroad. Uh, For whoever has listened to the last three episodes, I was talking about preparations before you move abroad, Uh, what you need to think about, what you need to like, what you need to consider, and also about your luggage. I have finished, I have recorded those three episodes before me actually leaving uh, my country. So now I can actually give you an update on how things have went for me for the past three weeks. It's been three weeks since I moved abroad. And first and foremost, I want to f- continue with the fact that, <laughs> OK, a spoiler alert, it's not going well. <laughs> but I want to uh, give a bit more of an insight of how my thought process went when I decided to mo- uh, move back to Iceland. Um, and that's going to be by mentioning that I, I Decided about like I, I took that decision somewhere around in December, and it was probably like the cases in China they were start they were just starting to uh, be announced in um, in mass media, so I wasn't worried at, at all about that. Uh, so I I got the tickets in uh, December. I started really starting to apply for jobs in Iceland during. Like even before Christmas, I've even had an interview between Christmas and New Year's Eve or it was immediately after New Year's Eve. I don't remember. But I also have uh, like I had an actual interview and I thought that I'm going to get that job. Unfortunately, I did not get it because. Get ready for it. I was not there in person, so (laughs) it kind of sucked for me. (laughs) So I decided I was like, okay, so that means even like it's just proves that I need to be in Iceland. And as soon as I'm going to be in Iceland, I'm going to get a job. Even though I was telling them that I already have plane tickets bought for end of February. But if you need me to change my date, I can do that. However, they decided to go with someone else. So I was trying my best to apply for jobs to like it was it it would have been the best case scenario to get a job before coming to Iceland. Um, But it didn't happen, so uh, I just had to keep on going, you know. Now, if again, if you have listened to the previous episode, like really the uh, episode 81, you're going to hear about my luggage preparation. And I was talking about how to make a luggage and I seem very confident, even though I wasn't. And as it turns out, after I finished doing my luggage and I was really trying to not take a lot of stuff with me, I really didn't bring a lot of uh, clothes with me. I really didn't bring a lot of Um, like I really had to think through and I just like you know I already mentioned last time that I decided to uh, take some uh, food with me because I was like I'm gonna be there for a few weeks so I don't know what's going to happen so I would rather have like for the first week to have some food already with me to be able to you know eat something until I'm comfortable with buying stuff in Iceland Uh, so at the end (laughs) before actually leaving my home i have a scale in my home or yeah in the home where i was <laughs> and what happened is that apparently i was uh five kilos more than i was supposed to <laughs> and i was looking at my luggage and i was like yeah i don't know what to take out so then i I had to pay um I didn't wait it until I didn't wait until the airport like to go to the airport because I knew that I have five extra kilos for my luggage. So I was like, I'm not gonna be a stupid person who's just gonna like haggle with the people that like I'm not not gonna do that. So I paid an extra charge for to basically uh, upgrade my luggage. So whatever I said last episode... I'm like laughing at myself right now <laughs> like yeah like like it seemed like I know what I'm talking about boy I didn't <laughs> so that happened and it, it wasn't nice but I was I was really I was really thinking about the prices if I would take all my food out and then I wouldn't pay the extra uh and I would buy all that stuff in Iceland, would that be, like, I was really trying to, like, try to think about the prices in Iceland and, like... But at the end of the day, I was like, okay, I'm going to pay extra to upgrade my luggage. It's going to be fine. Now, the thing was that my luggage was also very expensive, uh, very heavy. (laughs) And I, I still remember, so I went out of my back in the place where I used to live in Romania, I I was living literally in front of a taxi uh, stops or whatever that's called. And I just, I, I was living also in the first floor, so I didn't have to go a lot of stairs. So I was like taking my stuff down and then I just went basically to the sidewalk and I was carrying my stuff really heavy to the taxi driver and he didn't even budge. He was looking at me and he's like, if you don't want to put it in the back, you can put it on the back seat. And then and I look at him and I was like, but could you please come and help me? And he was like, yeah, right. And then he drives me to the train station. And then he's like, <laughs> he's like, I don't want to bother you with my question, but how are you going to like climb with your luggage in the train? And then I look at him and I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to improvise. <laughs> And kindly enough, there was a guy who when the train arrived on my train station, there was a guy that um, like a man that he was going out to smoke and he went out and then he looked at me He's like, do you need any help? And I'm like, all the help that I can get, please. (laughs) Um, But then I went to um, my friend's house and I was helped again. So I was, dude, I can be very honest about this. The fact that I'm a short little woman helps. <laughs> people tend to help me, even when I don't need help. <laughs> like, people tend to help me. So, <laughs> this time I actually really worked uh, <laughs> fine with my luggage. Okay. Um, the thing is that before actually flying, I was supposed to stay with a friend. I was supposed to stay at this friend's place for like one week or something like that. And one week before my departure, unfortunately, things happened. I don't want to get more into that. The point was that, unfortunately, she wasn't able to host me anymore, which already kind of made me be like, hmm, so I don't know if should I still go. I really, really struggled to think if I like... I didn't know what to do should I like just book accommodation somewhere but I'm just gonna be in a hostel like I had no accommodation I had no job like I had nothing I was literally just taking my luggage and going to a a country where I used to live before there's no problem with that but like no place to stay nothing Mm -hmm. assured like anything at all so what the hell am I going to do and I was really thinking that maybe I should not go. Also, I the start the cases with COVID-19 were starting to get a bit more serious. They weren't as bad as they are now. So I really kept thinking: like, should I go? Should I not go? And I'm not gonna lie, I was scared. It happened r- like rarely moments in my life when I was really scared about um a decision that I like especially going abroad it was one of the very little moments when like I even went to Tunisia like two years after their spring Arab spring and I wasn't as scared as I was <laughs> coming back to Iceland so I was scared and I was telling to my friends like I'm scared and I know that um I don't know if it's just me being scared because of the uncertainty or it's just me my... God telling me, don't go. I didn't know because everything was coming at me all at once and I was overwhelmed and I was like, no, okay, so I've already made a decision to go, so I'm just going to go. So what I decided to do was to book a bed in a dorm for four nights, which meant that at the end of those four four nights, I should have accommodation. So basically the plan switched from first four days, I was like, everything that I'm going to do is for me to find the (laughs) accommodation. Easy to say, right? But before we get to uh, Iceland, let me tell you about flying. So flying from Romania to Iceland, I had a layover about 10 hours, I think, in London. Uh, I think Luton. Luton, I think, is the airport. And there were a few people wearing masks. Um, Everyone in the airport was wearing masks and gloves. Um, It wasn't as crazy. There were, people were, they didn't seem to be that worried. I didn't seem very busy or not busy. The plane was fully booked. I mean, fully staffed or whatever, I don't know. Um, It didn't seem, and that was on the 26th of February that's when I flew to Iceland. Now the thing is that um, it was funny for me because I managed in those ten hours to watch. So from Romania to Iceland, including the flights and the flyover in London, I finally managed to watch. Guess what? <laughs> the Irishman. So <laughs> that was like three hours. That was like half, like one flight. <laughs> Then I've also watched uh, Boj- uh, Bojack Horseman, the last uh, part of the last season. And that was really bad because at some point it was really depressing. And I was like, I don't want to cry. <laughs> it's going to look so weird <laughs> crying in an airport or like on a plane. <laughs> and then to make things worse, I've watched, I don't know if anyone ha- is uh, or has heard about Chica del Cable. Chicas del Cable. Or uh, how is it translated in English? Cable Girls, I think it's on Netflix. It's an amazing uh, Spanish TV series. It's like really amazing. But that was uh, like some sad things happening in that as well. So I was like, why am I watching this? Everything is so 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 sad. <laughs> um, I was making sure that I I'm yeah I still have this of course. <laughs> I'm not endorsing any any company, but I had this with me because I actually bought it in Romania before leaving. I've done some like I, I bought some kind of this stuff before coming to Iceland only th- because in Romania things are way cheaper than in Iceland. I didn't think that it's gonna be really bad and everybody's gonna hoard like, you know, I didn't think that it's gonna get like that. So, um, I've, of course, when I went in the airport, I was making sure to, to use... This was the gel, but I also had a spray. So I used it for my little tray that I had in, in, in the plane and, like, the handles and all that. So I was really trying, to, trying my best not to get infected. Apparently, I didn't. Um, but, yeah, so I finally arrived in Iceland... That was on the 26th and I was very lucky that one of my good friends decided to actually come and pick me up from the airport because remember the heavy luggage? It would have been so, so, so complicated for me to get from the airport to the city. Um, even with the bus, it would have been really, really, really difficult. So I'm very grateful for my uh, to my friend that he came and picked me up from the airport. That was amazing. Um, he helped me with the luggage all the way to the hostel where I was staying. I was in a dorm and, um, yeah, I was there for, so I booked it for four nights, but I started writing to people before leaving Romania, like in the day before. And while I was in London, um, I was writing to people that I want to see, um, apartment or the room I, I yeah of course this was something else to think after living by myself for one year and a half in Romania I had to go back to living with roommates because without having a job and without knowing what kind of job I can get I wasn't able to afford a full apartment so I had to look for a room in an apartment like a shared room in an apartment and that actually <laughs> uh like I wrote before arriving to Iceland, I think I wrote to like 15, 20 people saying like, like hi, is this still available? I'm interested in so on. And I've managed to see probably like four or five places. And the thing is that even though it's end of February, so technically it's not high season, technically it's nothing too, like, you know, nothing very crazy, technically. I mean, uh, season wise. There were still a lot of people who, like, I was talking with him today, and then the next day they were like, yeah, it's already gone. The apartment's already gone. And then there were some places, like, a guy was asking a lot of money for a place with no access to kitchen at all, and then with the toilet on the hallway, like, you would basically get a room, and then you would share that with the whole hallway of the building. It was just one toilet, and I'm like... I don't know who this is built for, but that's not for me. (laughs) Um, So after thinking also because I was really trying to find myself an accommodation before, you know, the nights would be over at the hostel, I was thinking, like, what should I do? And I was also... uh, a lot of people weren't available during that weekend for some reason. I was telling them, and they're like, yeah, I'm not sure if I can show it to you now, and so on. And I was like, Jesus, Lord, like, I need to see the apartment now to see if I can take it. And I decided to go with an apartment that was over my budget because I, he offered to sign a contract. And I was like, well, having a contract is something that I'm interested in, in general, I will come back to this decision a little bit later. <laughs> so uh, lucky me it was on Friday. So I arrived on Wednesday evening. All Thursday I've watched I went to see apartments. Then on Friday I went and I saw other apartments and then after like after thinking about it and so on, I decided to go with the room that was over my budget, that was really looking really nice. It wasn't too far away from uh, downtown area. This was something else, not knowing where I'm going to get a job. My only thing was, like at least it should be close to downtown area, because then from there, I can at least take a bus and then go to wherever I'm going to work. Because even though Reykjavik is not such a big city, but it can be like one hour walk, for example. It can be like that. So I was like, okay, it's really not too close to downtown area, but it's not far away. So it's it's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be nice to to stay here. Now the thing was that I've signed the contract in the evening. I I wanted to wait one more day, but the guy like the landlord was like, Let's do this now. And I was like, Okay. So I've signed the contract, I've paid up front. the month and then the deposit, which was basically kind of all my money, (laughs) the majority of my money, like the big majority of my money. And I was thinking like, uh, yeah, so now I can focus on getting a job and then it's easy in Iceland. Like I have experience, I already have the security number that they have in Iceland. So it's gonna be really easy to get a job. It's like one week tops. I'm gonna come back to this as well. (laughs) So uh, luckily, I have booked the accommodation until uh, Sunday, but on on Saturday, I already moved in uh, in my new place. I've, yeah, I made a decision kind of, I really, I was scared by the fact that the room is going to be given away. And I was like, but this is such a really lovely, lovely place. Um, So I've done that. I've got my accommodation. I was feeling great. And then on Sunday, out of nowhere I've got really sick I think it was like a stomach bug or something or like stomach flu or I do not know because I've never ever in my entire life felt as bad as I felt that Sunday I've yeah I really didn't know what the fuck is wrong with me I wasn't able to and it was so bad because I was getting really sick so I needed to go to the toilet and that's how I met one of my (laughs) flatmates. Kicking him out, out of the shower. It's <laughs> an amazing thing. Like a first, um, yeah, <laughs> first time seeing the person would be, Hi, can you please get out of um, your shower? Because I'm getting sick and I need a toilet right now. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, I felt really sick. I made myself a cup of tea. But then th- throughout the night, I, I was feeling horrible. Um, I wasn't able to eat, of course, anything. And I, the friend that I was supposed to stay at, she she was checking up on me and I was like, I'm not okay, I'm really not okay. I'm not sure if I should go to the hospital. I really don't know what it is. I'm just going to try to see if I can sleep it off and then I'm going to see tomorrow. But then the next day, on Monday, I also didn't feel well. So she actually came and she brought me like some fruits and... I even have like a Gatorade or something like that um, to get some minerals in me. I was like, I'm really not okay, like at all. And I felt sick throughout Monday as well, but then I started to feel a little bit better. So then I started to eat like tiny bits and tiny bits. But that was, I I still don't know what it was. I still don't know what happened. I ate some pasta in the day and I was like, why would pasta hurt me? I still don't know what happened. I was thinking that maybe I got something from the hostel where I used to, like, where I stayed for a few nights. I just know that um, in the last night of me staying there, a girl came and she seemed really sick, so I changed my head. Like, I I used to sleep, like, with my head on one side and uh, her head was also close to my side. So then I decided to move my head over here, (laughs) basically to stay a little bit farther away from because she was coughing and sneezing uh, throughout the night. So I was like, okay. What I decided to do after that was to, um, yeah, to focus on getting better. And as soon as I managed to get better on Tuesday, I started to uh, go and look for jobs. So, I actually managed to print an, um I managed to print like 10 resumes at the hostel, and then I just started going to different hostels and hotels, um, and left my resume there in order to look for work. And, well, I've, yeah, I went to some hotels, uh, and then I also went to some souvenir shops, And I was kind of feeling a little bit hopeful. The next day, on Wednesday, I went as well. And I decided to do the same thing. So to keep on, you know, just to make sure that I can actually try my best to get a job. And um, yeah, I've... Basically, I've um, tried to apply. Of course, I was also applying live uh, online as well. On either on like, I would look for resume like things on Facebook or on wherever. Yeah, going back to the contract that I've signed, so. I decided that one of like one of the things that I used to do when I was trying to not to break free from that pattern was for me to actually just make sure that I'm going to think about the future and stop thinking for just 2 3 months 2 3 months 2 3 months so this is why I decided to have a contract and this is why I decided to Uh, choose a place where I see myself living not something that would work for a few months um, basically so this is why I decided to simply follow can I still call it my gut? I don't think so Um, so yeah I've made that contract and I paid and uh, my money went uh, like that however Things got crazier because of the COVID 19, the virus that has been taken down the whole world. And because of that, the tourist industry has been really, really, really taking a hit in Iceland. And uh, hotels are being closed down. Um, uh, Souvenir shops are being closed down. So, of course, that is more complicated for me, if not impossible, to, you know, to actually do this, to actually find a job. I've been trying to get a job in, like, anything. I was like, okay, do you want me to drive for Domino's? We can do that. Do you want me to, you know, to, like, housekeeper? Yeah, like, anything at all there's no shame in working but unfortunately there's nothing um that i can do and this is the thing because i I think because i don't speak icelandic that doesn't help me as much uh, either i have to be honest and say that Um, right now I'm actually recording outside of the live, uh, streaming that I've done on, I've tried to do it on Facebook as well. It didn't work out. Then I went back to Facebook. It went for a little bit. I still, I'm not very used with the platform regarding the live recording on a page. So I've decided not to do that. However, I want to kind of continue recording this episode because I have a few more points to make. And I also, I don't want to leave it in a, in on a sad note. And I was planning to record an extra episode, but then I was like, you know what, things are going to change really fast, as we have learned from the news that things are changing very fast from one day to another. So I would want the next episode to for me to record it uh, just closer to the time when I'm going to actually publish it. So what I was saying at the end of uh, what I recorded and then deleted was that I decided to still stay in Romania for the time being, even though I do not have a job. And as I was saying, my accommodation is uh, really expensive. Because first and foremost, I do not want to travel right now because of the, like I don't want to be stuck in an airport. I think it's a horrible time for flying right now. And if I don't have to, I won't do it. And secondly, I still believe that I have more chances here in Iceland than in Romania. And thirdly, I might change my mind from one day to another, so I'm gonna try my best to take one day at a time. And now the second part of the episode is going to—I'm going to talk about uh, the virus, and I'm not going to talk about the news. You, I just hope—I really hope, hope, hope that people can try and. De- try their best to get informed from the um, secure news uh, news outlet, uh, really try to read uh, the information that is provided from the main, you know, guides and so on. But I want to talk about two things, like a few different things that I've been shocked to see. So at the moment, we are dealing with a global crisis so we all know and we can all agree um, about that what it's interesting to see is how humanity is dealing with it and how there's a lot of uh, selfish people out there but a lot of people who are really keeping it together and you know making you like there, there's a lot of communities right now that you can see that they exist and people are not isolated as um like physically isolated but not uh, mentally or something like that however what was really weird for me was to see how many people didn't believe everything that was happening that was weird um OK, I'm just going to I'm just going to go through the notes that I've been here. I, I wrote it in my notebook. Um, I think it's a really good time to really, really focus on appreciating what you have and what you had. But it's also important to remember not to waste um, anything. And especially now, because we are all or the majority of us are stuck at home like a big part of us is stuck, stuck at home it's important not to waste water and not to waste uh, energy and not to waste food so really try to think if you're going to eat everything that you're cooking don't uh, cook more than you can eat and then throw it away because that's really really and this is something that I've been trying my best to do and I've been talking to people to do as well uh, before even the crisis Another thing that is very important to remember is not to buy things that you do not need. And I'm not going to talk about people who have overstocked because I don't know, man. I really don't know. But just try to think, uh, like, not to buy, for example, a lot of food that will perish in, like, one week because you're not going to be able to eat it, and then that's just going to be wasted instead of... um, being bought by someone else who would need it and also if you live in in some countries where you you can buy a lot of um like almost made foods and you know how to cook and you have the time and um knowledge and the interest in in cooking for yourself please leave like the you know the instant food or if whatever you want to call it for people who might not be able to do that um now what's interesting for me i think i'm going to talk about this actually in another episode about isolating myself and how i've been iso- isolating myself for the last week uh, for the last year and a half so i think that's gonna be another episode However, what I want to talk about right now, is about how a lot of people are saying, and you can see everywhere on the news and everywhere on social media, don't panic. And I'm totally against this. And I'm going to explain to you very easily. Same as anxiety is there to help you grow, to help you focus, to make you aware of the things around you, um, I feel the same is with panic so if so basically what I'm trying to say is I think I've talked about this in a previous episode but I don't remember when when I went to therapy so many years ago we were talking about don't panic if you panic which means that um, just by simply panicking about something that you cannot control and about something that you cannot you don't know how bad it is and you don't know what it's going to, when it's going to end and how things are going to go. That's normal because panic is there to protect you. panic is your way or like your body telling you that something is wrong. You need to make sure that you're going to be fine. Like you have a bit of like a preservation in order to protect you. However, if you do panic and you are acknowledging that this is a situation that is dangerous and you don't know, you know, the outcome of it, that's okay. But if people keep saying don't panic, don't panic, don't panic, and then you do find yourself panicking, the fact that you're panicking are going to scare you even more, and then you're going to, as I was saying, panic if you panic, and this is what I'm saying. I'm never going to say don't panic. I'm always going to say don't panic if you panic. It's okay to be scared. It's okay to not know what's coming. It's okay to have moments when you're just really scared, but don't be overwhelmed by the fact you have those feelings and this is what I want to say because when people are saying don't panic they kind of reject a feeling which is a natural feeling and that's the same with anxiety as long as you have anxiety under control that's a good thing you don't want to have no anxiety at all because that's kind of like Uh, psychopaths or something like that where they have no regrets, no remorse no panic, no anything like that and then they start making bad stuff Um, so I'm 100% sure that it's better to say don't panic if you panic try to avoid try to think uh, for yourself but also for the community around you and don't be selfish I'm really going to say it like that. Don't be selfish. Just because you are not in danger, it doesn't mean that you won't be, uh, that people around you are not in danger. That's uh, that's kind of it from me for today. This concludes today's episode. Thank you for listening. And if you want to get in touch with me, you can do so by emailing to alinaswonders at gmail.com. Until next time, follow your dreams and stay true to yourself. Bye.